Welcome to the 21st Wimlex episode presented by your hosts Wilhelm Blom and Alexander Graf. Our guest today is Niels Fervey. He's the founder of Deckbed Discounter, a very known brand in the Benelux area, a not so known brand yet in the German area. And especially for our German listeners, this will be a very, very surprising episode because Deckbed Discounter is from the lifestyle and furniture industry, an online business that grew organically, so without outside money, to a very decent eight-digit level, um, selling a so-called uh, Dutch deck bed uh, or the German Bettdecker. And uh, they are very successful. Um, they are um, growing about 100% a year. They are very big now in the leasing business. So more and more um, Dutch people and Belgian people are leasing their box spring uh, beds and other furniture. Um, that's a very, very interesting business model with a lot of advantages and very, very few disadvantages. And um, within the interview, you will see... so. Um, I'm really, really surprised how this could work out and uh, why nobody else ever did it, um, not in the Benelux, neither in the uh, German-speaking countries. Um, I'm pretty sure we will hear a lot from Deckbed Discounter in the future on different conference stages uh, in the German market and the Benelux market. And I'm very happy that Niels was so open um, and uh, telling us so much stuff um, about his business. So be surprised about Deckbed Discounter. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 21 of the Wimblex podcast. Today we're joined by Niels Verwey, who is the founder of Deckbed Discounter. He started his company in 2014, which is now a multi-million euro company. Deckbed Discounter is selling and leasing box springs and duvets, and he's growing more than 100% a year. Welcome, Niels. Thank you. Could you elaborate a little bit more how you founded Deckbed Discounter? Uh, well, I started in uh, 2013 with a, a day trading website like Groupon. And from there, uh, I sold a lot of duvet covers. And I experienced that it sold very well, but also I didn't get a lot of returns. So um, one night I thought, okay, I have to do something with this. And I started uh, Deckbed Discounter. So I claimed the URL. And then uh, next day we were live. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And, and, and why uh, duvet? Um, I, I have to found, uh, find an, uh, a new offer every day for the day trading business. So uh, every day, the one, one day it was a bike, the, the next day it was a scooter, the next day it was a, a glass, and then it was a duvet. <laughs> so it was a, a sort of uh, experience which articles uh, sold good and um, how many returns I get and how many questions. So that was very nice for me to, to practice uh, which uh, goods to sell. So the metrics were good uh, yeah. in the beginning. Um, Still, you've, you've grown into a very successful company. Uh, probably there were many others out there who also sold duvets. Yeah. Why, why have you become successful? I think um, because of the promotions uh, we do and the service we give. So uh, it's two components. We're, um, we have a, a, a very big action. Uh, for example, uh, now we have uh, get three, uh, pay for one. It's a, a kind of silly promotion. But uh, in the end, when the customer receives the product, it's a very good product. And the service is also very well. So when something is not good at the product, we can change it. Um, so customers never complain. And I think that's the, that's the trick. Okay. 
And then um, you started it yourself. You're yeah. also the sole uh, owner of the company. Uh, not anymore. I have uh, a companion since uh, 2017 in March, uh, Maurice. He was a good friend of mine, and um, we're we're now doing it together. And since uh, the first of this year, uh, we're um, did a, uh, we we put two companies together, and it's the Arend from Waardenburg. It's an interior company, and we uh, get together. And the reason, therefore, was that they have a lot of uh, furniture, and we want to get in the furniture business with the leasing uh, model. And we didn't have the experience with buying furniture and, and making furniture. So uh, they're in our company now, and they can give us all the experience for from 25 years in one time. Okay, and, and yeah. uh, together with them, did you also develop the leasing construct? No, we did, it, we did it by our own. We okay. started that uh, in December uh, 2017. So 1 December 2017, we started with the box rings. And then uh, last year in, I think, April, we started with uh, couches. So that's the second product. And now in July, so I think like two weeks, we're starting also with... Uh, Tables and chairs. And that's all under the brand of Deck with Discounting? Yeah, okay. still under the brand of Deck with Discounting. Aren't customers confused a bit? Because your name in, in, in Dutch, well, the English translation yeah. is Duvets. Yeah. I'm not expecting to buy a table or couch, buying, uh, leasing a table or a couch on, uh, with such an easy world. That was our um, concern as well. But uh, we see that the couches are selling of leasing very well. So that's not a problem for the customer. The customer likes our service, the customer likes our price, the customer likes our website, and, and they don't care. Okay. We ask them... Uh, yeah. can, can you give us a little bit more overview about the market itself? So how, how what is like the market share already uh, traded online in, uh, in your niche, which is yeah. home and living, uh, as I would, uh, uh, I I would think, say? I uh, think when you really look at, the, we call it software and hardware. So the software is the duvet covers, uh, fitted mm. sheets, uh, yeah. pillows, etc. And you have the hardware, the mattresses and the beds. Yeah. Uh, when we look at uh, the software, we have like a market share of six or seven percent, I think. And online, we're market leader. Um, when you look at the um, uh, furniture, we're a little bit smaller. The market is a lot bigger, so I think we have a three percent. And regarding the like the domain name, uh, there's a couple of like German companies with, this, with the same issue. Probably one of uh, the most known uh, uh, is uh, Notebooks Billiger, which is uh, uh, cheap uh, cheap laptops. Uh, uh, but they're selling um, everything. Uh, they didn't uh, they didn't manage to uh, go into uh, categories that are too far away from the uh, from the name. They even tried it with uh, washing machines and all the stuff. So that's hard to explain for a customer. It's okay when it comes to uh, electric stuff like smartphones and notebooks, of course, and yeah. uh, and monitors. And so I believe that uh, 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 the domain will uh, um, will keep you in the home and living sector. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Um, I would say, but uh, other examples have shown so far um, that it works out even with other assortments. Um, well, a bit, I'd like to uh, jump one step back because you said you started uh, the a Groupon clone or like the Groupon Netherlands uh, business. In, no, uh, it's a clone. It yeah. was a, it was a clone during yeah. the high peak of Groupon. Yeah. Which was 2012, more or less, yeah. 11, 12. Uh, yeah. That was when everybody started something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, how did you manage to start a website just in one day? Because when we are talking about e-commerce projects or general C CRM project, what, whatever you name it, uh, it will take companies uh, often 
months, sometimes years to start a decent uh, online shop. And you started an online shop and it was able to sell like after uh, one day. Uh, can, can, you, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, we were a very small company. We were with two, so that was simple. And um, uh, we didn't have processes like we have now. So it was very easy to start. And we had assortment from the, from the day trading business. So for us, it was more or less uh, get an installation of a web shop and then... So you started with, uh, with, uh, uh, with uh, uh, Shopify or something? Lightspeed. Lightspeed? Yeah. Which is a Dutch uh, Shopify or what it's is it? It's uh, now Canadian, but I think it was yeah. SEO shop. Ah, okay. Yes, yeah. it was a Dutch company. Yeah. yeah, back then it was indeed a Dutch company. Yeah. And you're still running on that technology? Or? Yeah. Uh, and that's good enough for, uh, for the business uh, you're doing? Yeah, we, uh, we did some changes. <laughs> so we have our own uh, development team here for the, for the IT. But uh, the, the basics of the web shop are still running on uh, Lightspeed. Okay. And what, what, I'm, what I'm struggling around the whole time uh, uh, when, we're, when I was introduced uh, to, uh, to your cases, um, when we see successful e-commerce cases, uh, usually they do have a common that there's a, a high uh, uh, buying frequency because buying frequency leads to a proper CM system that you can lure the customers uh, again and again into your web shop. Um, uh, deck bed or uh, the, the German word uh, bed decker uh, is usually not an, a piece in your uh, in your at your home you buy every month uh, especially when you mentioned the deal uh, by uh, by two get three and uh, yeah. i never thought about that it's like uh, it's like with, with car tires uh, uh, by four get five <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> it, it does not make sense for me from my perspective so uh, how does it work so how where do you get the customers from and how do you manage to get them back uh, in a frequency um, that is good enough to run an e-commerce business? I think the, the duvet cover business has changed. Uh, many people are uh, more um, uh, changing more, so they want to um, give their house a new look, like you have with uh, Zara. Eh? The clothes are cheaper, and they're mm -hmm. nice clothes. So people are changing more. I think that's a trend. And uh, with duvet covers, this is as well. So you can change the whole look and feel of your room with just one duvet. Uh, in the past, uh, duvet cover costed in Holland, uh, for example, 300 euros. 300? That's, that's a lot of money. You have to discuss with your partner. Do you like this? Do you like that? And uh, with Techbit Discounter, you can buy a duvet cover for like uh, 25 euros. No problem. So um, they will not... I, th I think we, we skipped uh, the part of the uh, discussion between two partners and the, the time to buy something like that. Um, in our business, people buy at their lunch, uh, buy a duvet cover. And you're still buying uh, duvet covers uh, from, uh, uh, from, from other retailers or from, uh, from, from manufacturers and selling them? Or it's like a verticalized uh, business uh, both. already? Both. Yeah, we, we, have, uh, we have our own uh, places where we produce our own brands. And we have brands from other companies uh, we sell. Can you give us for uh, for the listeners a little bit some background about the size uh, we are talking about? How many products? How many people are working uh, in your company? How many duvet covers are we able yeah. to sell per day? Uh, we have uh, 50 uh, employees here in uh, in Gouda. Uh, this all office work. So we have also a, um, a, a warehouse in uh, Breda. Uh, that's not uh, that's a fulfillment center, but they're working like 50, 60 people for us every day. But it's not on our payroll. Uh, also, we have um, uh, the Arendt, our new company. They're also working 50 people in, uh, in Waardenburg. Um, and uh, we're selling a day, I think, I think like four or five thousand items. And I think 50% is duvet cover. Something like that. 
And your your average customer, how how many duvet covers does he or her she have at home? Uh, that I cannot tell, but I think the 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 average uh, items a, a customer orders is like three, so that's a lot. And mostly it's uh, our order with a fitted sheet, a duvet cover, and a pillow, for example. And where did they uh, where did they buy it before before uh, Betik Discounter? Is it like IKEA, which is I think it's the biggest uh, uh, um, seller in Germany for? for I, th this I think we uh, we lost a lot of uh, uh, places in Holland where you can buy duvet covers, so like Blocker, uh, it's it's not anymore the same as uh, as before. Uh, V&D, it's it's gone. Uh, so that's good for us. It so, was former uh, former brick and mortar retailers. Yeah. Okay, and they're out of the market. Uh, and what was their main business? Matrices and uh, no, they, they have like uh, every kind of stuff for in a household. But duvet covers was a big, oh, okay. uh, big share of, of the of the market. So I think um, only the the online players are uh, are threatened for us. And and if you look at the total market size and your market share in it, if, if yeah. you sell. About 2,000 duvet covers a day. That's yeah. 70,000 a year. Um, what would you say the total market is and, and your market share in it is? Poof, that's hard to... I don't know. Because uh, also we have a little market share, for example, in, in Belgium. Okay. So we're selling in Belgium. Uh, we want to sell in Germany, for example. But we didn't... Uh, all the countries have different sizes. So the pillow size in Holland is 60, 70 centimeters. And Germany is 80, 80. So that's for example, and also the duvet itself is a different size. Yeah. So for us, it's very hard to uh, go over the border because we have to have two stocks and that's very expensive for us. Is there also a difference between the Netherlands and Belgium? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bigger or smaller? Uh, mm. <laughs> Bel Belgium, um, uh, the, the Dutch part of Belgium is not, uh, is, is, the, is the Holland sizes yeah. and the French uh, is, is the French sizes. So <laughs> how come uh, they are different per country? I don't know. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but, I, but, I, but I learned about that. Uh, I, I listened to a podcast in Germany from uh, Boris Thoma and his uh, grandfather was the inventor of, uh, I don't know what the correct uh, English word is, uh, the, the, the frame uh, below the mattress. Uh, in, yeah. in, in Germany and sometimes in the Netherlands you have like, a, uh, in the US you have, uh, you have a standard box spring uh, um, uh, set up, uh, but in Central Europe you have this uh, Lattenrost in, in German. Lattenboden. Yeah, yeah, and he was, his grandfather was the inventor and he told the same because there's so many different sizes uh, worldwide when it comes to, uh, to bedding. Uh, it's very hard to internationalize the business and you are saying exactly uh, the same. So, yeah. Uh, but 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 with Latin roster, I understand it's hard to adapt because it's, uh, the production is uh, is so intense in the uh, in your business. It seems it, 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 it usually shouldn't be so ex so expensive to create a couple of other sizes, or or is it? No, it's not a very expensive, but it's the minimum order quantity. That's the problem. So you have to buy from one design, one duvet cover. You have to buy uh, two thousand five hundred pieces, mm. and then. It's get a lot of a lot, yeah. Then it's getting expensive. But if you if you're doing market research for I don't know Belgium, Germany, whatever countries uh, yeah. uh, are, are you interested? Do you see the same opportunities, the same kind of market change where former duvet cover providers from the brick and mortar retail are going out of the market, uh, and where uh, whereas on the online side there's not uh, specialized providers or where, for example, IKEA is doing a sloppy job or no, uh, or I, I see I see two changes because uh, many people buy online and it's getting more and more. Mm. So that's one trend I see, and the other is that I think that people are more changing the items like uh, duvet covers because of the trends 
and that kind of stuff. So I think that are two opportunities for us uh, to expand to uh, other countries. And how do you, how do you get the former Duvay cover customers into other categories? Are these are the customers that uh, first bought a Duvay cover at your company <coughs> now the customers that are buying a, a sofa with you or, or yeah. leasing a sofa? Can you also, also yeah? How 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 did you came up with like the leasing idea? It sounds very <laughs> strange to me. Um, we saw an article in the in the newspaper and uh, that was about uh, uh, yeah about leasing and about the future of leasing and. Uh, uh, people not want to pay anymore for assets, but they want to lease it or something like that. And then uh, we start thinking about our products, and uh, the duvet covers are not, yeah, not interesting because of the, yeah, it's it's nasty. Uh, you throw it away when you used it a year or something. So we start thinking about beds, and uh, we were all, uh, we were already selling beds, but it was not a very good business for us because it were cheap beds. So it was not the best quality. It was not, and we didn't stand for that. So we what, what kind of business. bed was it? Was it box spring or was it? Yeah, it was a box spring, but it, it was not the quality we wanted. So uh, in in uh, in one time we thought, okay, we get, we go leasing, we get the price very low for the customer, so that's very nice, and we go to the best factory and buy a very good bed, and then put it in lease. What would be the retail street price for the very good, very good quality box spring bed? It depends the on the model. We have five models now, but I think somewhere between two and eight thousand euros. Eight thousand euros? Yeah. And what is your leasing model then? Uh, for the beds of like eight thousand euros, it's uh, 69 euros a month. Okay. 70 euros. Okay. Though you would like need to use the bed like for 10 years more or less or eight years uh, um, though you can pay uh, Fortune full. Though is it, is it no, turns it, turns a model over time? Though when the customers is uh, is uh, using the bed for I don't know four years, so it's not just started. I know. Yeah. Uh, can you then keep the bed because you've paid? No, the the contract is five years always, and uh, after five years you have many different options. So you can uh, stop. Uh, we we get to, we pick up the bed and then it's uh, it's done. Uh, second is you can uh, uh, yeah pay the bed and, uh, and and then it's yours. Or you can get a new bed. That are the three options most. What's the best working model for you? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. And what is your only? And when 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 did you start the business? Uh, December two thousand seventeen. And uh, what is like the experience so far? I I I'd like to deep dive a little bit here because it's so uh, unreal. It seems yeah. uh, it seems unreal. Now we have a lot of a uh, lot of customers in a very short time. So we have like now I think fifteen. To twenty thousand uh, leasing customers already having a bed or a sofa, and uh, we're now um, um, expanding it, uh, fast in more businesses like uh, the chairs and the, the, the tables and something like that. And the experience we have is that a lot of customers <coughs> that couldn't buy a, a good bed eh, from four, five, six thousand euros um, do have back problems, uh, sleep not very well, uh, that kind of stuff. Now uh, experience a very good night rest. And that's very nice. That's interesting. But but what I'm what I'm, uh, what I'm thinking about is that um, that was actually this kind of that was like the financing model how mail order companies became big uh, yeah. in the 70s and 80s. So they were the first that offered um, Ratenzahlung, uh, uh, the monthly payment yeah. uh, instead of like one full uh, payment. Um, uh, and that was like a super innovation. Though people could afford stuff that uh, they could not afford uh, before. That's how mail order companies came up. So. What I'm still borrowing about is, is it more like a financing perspective? So I understand that, like, for example, older people would say, okay, I don't want to invest like 8K 
in a box spring bed, but maybe for the rest of the three years <laughs> I'm round, no. I'd like to have a, a good quality. Or is it like a real? Is, is it is it really really the financing uh, um, issue, or is it like as with the uh, uh, with the uh, with the Douay, um, uh, product is it because people want to have a change or the pot uh, potential for change in the future? It's uh, more like a luxury rent. So in Holland we call that operational lease. Uh, I don't know how it's called in Germany, but I think the yeah. same. Um, so it's it's a kind of a luxury rent. So you rent a very luxury bed at our company for five years, and after the five years you can decide what to do. So we're basically leasing your very good night rest, not the bed. So talking about financing, um, in leasing constructions, what I've known from the car uh, leasing uh, companies yeah. is they need to have a large sum of money uh, beforehand to yeah. being able to uh, finance all the <laughs> acquisitions of beds. How, how does your financial model look like? How, how were you able to provide those 15,000 people with leased yeah. Now We're working together with, uh, with a financing company, of course, because uh, otherwise it uh, yeah, wouldn't work. Um, so now um, um, we're selling the, uh, the, the the whole leasing product. So we get the lead, and then we're selling it to a finance company. They got, provide us with the uh, the money, and then we can do all the services and buying the beds and deliver the beds, etc., etc. And uh, under your name, so the contract yeah. is with Deckbed Discount. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we are doing all the service, all the uh, drops at the customers, etc. Yeah. And, and what's the reaction so far from clients? Are they Perfect. Yeah? yeah, they're very happy. You can look at our website and check the, the reviews of the beds itself, but also the service. So uh, in the five years, in the five years, uh, we are um, able to uh, um, uh, do all, all the service for all the products. So, for example, after two years, you say uh, uh, the mattress is not very well anymore. We come to your house, bring a new mattress, get the old one with us, and then done, and you pay zero. That's the service within the five years. Cool. So it's really about the service. Um, then again, I'm, I'm impressed by the number of people you've been able to acquire, the 15,000. Yeah. Um, is it all cross-selling from your existing database or do you have like specific marketing campaigns and CRM campaigns? Yeah, we have very, very big marketing campaigns yeah. at the moment. But uh, the, at, at the start, it was more cross-selling, of course. Okay. But um, as we see, uh, people are interested in the, in the, in the, in the product where always expanding okay. yeah. and how do you do your marketing Is it here in house yeah. so a lot of a lot of uh, um, a lot of facebook marketing instagram marketing pinterest marketing uh, so we like to uh, show the the pictures to the customer of the bats because the bats are looking very nice and they want to yeah to buy the picture that's uh, online business. Are you operating based on your own cash flow or is it external investments uh, pouring the company no where the company is on own money so no investors uh, but all for the lease concept, yeah, uh, I got, uh, I got that uh, yeah. because you don't want That's, to have uh, your eight thousand dollar bets, ten thousand from then on your no. on your pina. No, I'm, and I'm, I'm wondering because uh, I give you a short overview about the, what is the status quo in the German market when it comes to home and living. So uh, we have these uh, very famous two cases, Home Twenty Four and West Wing, yeah, uh, that were started about 2012, 2013. Though after the Groupon hype uh, yeah. uh, out of the Rocket Internet uh, uh, ecosystem. Uh, they uh, IPO'd a couple of years ago, uh, and now the numbers they show are, uh, are pretty much the opposite of what you're telling. So they they are not able to grow 
from their own cash flow or or do have a very very hard time to turn even to black uh, to black numbers uh, so to say uh, and um, deep diving into the business of home 24 which is like a very broad assortment uh, when it comes to home and living but actually the same um, industry they are only growing um, with the market growth so 10 to 15 percent a year that's how the online market in uh, home <coughs> and living is growing uh, but it, it's super uh, unprofitable so yeah and, and now now, uh, now i'm wondering now you're you're explaining, and that's why I'm super surprised. Uh, and you're telling us uh, you just started the business um, out of the blue, so to say, uh, and then uh, uh, because you had some access uh, to products, uh, and you're able to grow not only uh, profitable uh, based on your core business, uh, but uh, but also are grow outperforming the market growth by far. Uh, though you're growing like I don't know, fifty percent, one hundred percent a year how 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 is that possible is there like is there such a need of home and living supply online is the the other channels um mm. so bad are are your is your offering so much better so because your your uh, your duvet covers is like 50 percent uh cheaper than all the other providers uh because when we're looking to the german market it's like heavy fighting every day like every sea keyword is like turned around 20 times and then should i should i bid 10 cent more on uh, a duvet cover and then i i will lose only uh, 20% for the first uh, first purchase and then maybe at the third or fourth purchase i will turn this customer into profit that's the discussion uh, yeah. in the german market uh, and i'm really interested how, how do you look uh, at that because i will be at a home living conference in two weeks and maybe i can, I can learn from you i think it's our offering because uh, we are a lot of a lot cheaper than uh, the other brands in holland so for example the the the, the big brands in holland are asking uh, two two three hundred euros for duvet cover and it's a uh, high quality duvet covers and we're selling them for 50 euros so the price difference uh, makes us special how are you able to do that uh, we're buying directly from the factories yeah. they aren't or do you um, see that their margins are higher as well? Sometimes, but uh, there, there are some traders in between, and then it goes to the, the yeah, to shops and that kind of stuff. And then there's so many people have to earn money; it's it's getting a lot of more expensive than uh, than it should. Okay, and 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 talking about your distribution model, um, of course, you have a direct to consumer uh, model. Yeah. Um, what we also see uh, with Amazon, we were at bold.com yesterday is that they have a large third-party reseller network, the merchants. Yeah. Uh, Amazon uh, is, is big in that as well. Um, would that be for you a valid option as well to <coughs> sell through marketplaces? Yeah, we're now starting at uh, bold.com um, and want to start at Amazon. Um, it, it is a, a good way to sell, I think, but it's with our own brands and our own products where we can make the difference in price. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, why did you opt for... Uh, marketplaces um, you lose also some of the data that is with yeah but i think um they're getting so big you yeah you cannot uh you cannot sell on on, on these uh, platforms it's it's very nice extra turnover i think okay so okay. why not i will i would like to elaborate the why not because uh, we've seen the same development in the, in the german market and a couple of years ago uh there there have been brands uh standing off big stages uh, saying saying I only sell on Amazon.de because every uh, every uh, every sales, every basket I do on my own platform uh, leads to a situation where my ranking on Amazon or Bold.com, for example, will decrease, and the ranking and the um, amount of uh, products sold per item this like by far. 
the uh, most important criteria for the ranking. So if people are searching for duvet covers on bold.com, you want to make sure that your cover is number, uh, uh, number one, two, and three. Uh, but those companies are doing a very, very hard uh, time because uh, platforms are very good in uh, uh, getting the money out of you by the auction business. Because over time, there's more and more ads you need to buy to stay yeah. uh, to stay competitive. Uh, and then there's like the other extreme saying, um, okay, if we are starting to help platforms become relevant in our industry, uh, I, I don't know how relevant uh, a bolt commission in your industry uh, 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 right now, we are losing the direct access to the customer, so we are becoming more or less um, a smart warehouse. So we are getting like a transaction, an order, and then yeah. we send the, the 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 product away. And over time, we uh, 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 a kind of <coughs> logistics provi- provider, and there's a platform who's doing all the selling and all the all the CM. I need to buy, I need to buy access, and um, uh, 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 um, now you've you've proven in the last years that you're very successful in directly turn customers into your own customer in your customer mm-hmm. database, and you probably <coughs> build your own CRM system and send out emails mm-hmm. and push notifications and yeah uh, and and whatever. So if you're looking at the at the uh, total calculation of the platforms that they, they want to take a part of the margin though over time you need to crucify uh, your USP um, producing the best covers for uh, for uh, for a decent price do you have a long term outlook on on your platform strategy or is it just because platforms are now asking and giving you a good uh, a good deal that you mm-hmm. that you that you have to accept i think it's it's the the good deal and I think it's our product. So we're not selling the products cheaper on the platform, for example, than our in our own product uh, at our own shop. So um, I think there's not a problem. I think our product is very good. I think our, pri- our product is very well priced. So why not sell it everywhere? It, it doesn't matter for us. What what is the share between uh, your <coughs> own brand versus um, third party brands? Um, at uh, you you mean at the shop like products? Yeah. yeah. I think uh, 70% own brand and 30% uh, third party. And and you are, we're talking about the 70% that you're going to sell on uh, Amazon or uh, or Bolo.com yeah. as uh, as yeah. a platform to get more traction for your uh, for your for your brand. Oh, that yeah. that's I, I, that, that's super interesting because uh, there's like it's like a two it's like a very very interesting uh, crossroad uh, here because a one version could be become like the number one home and living app uh, for the customers that whenever customers think about uh, getting something uh, new decoration for the household or uh, a new chair or table he needs to use your uh, application and the other road is to become like the um, uh, the major manufacturer uh, for this uh, uh, for this business but yeah. so it's two that's two to completely different businesses uh, yeah. on on the long term uh, we get a lot of questions from other companies if they can sell our brand so we we we're starting new brands uh, on their new names and uh, it's our products uh, very very yeah better priced than than other competitors and also competitors of us are asking for if they can buy stock but so that that's very big compliment but uh, even even uh, even in the danger of repeating the question, but h- how can this be possible? Though I, I would imagine that it's possible by buying a million of two-way covers, and then you have like the uh, um, operational advantages on on your side because you're um, saving the middlemen. You talked about a couple of middlemen, not yeah. only not only one. Uh, and there must be other companies around that with some decent scale uh, in selling two-way covers, mattresses or not. But or is it like you achieved like a 
a scale, uh, a decent size just after a year that is bigger than the other ones. Is no, that I, the case? I think in the, in the first four years, uh, we were only growing. So we're a growing company and not making a lot of money, mm. always investing. So all the money was uh, going into marketing and getting bigger. And now we're at a scale we can do this kind of stuff. So like two years ago, we couldn't do this. I'm still, I'm still very, uh, 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 pretty much impressed. When, when you are talking about other platforms, um, would you then sell into other countries? Would you then use an Amazon DE, for example, to sell your stuff into Germany? Yeah, that would be possible. Would that make sense? Yeah, yeah. We have to make other sizes, but we have some suppliers who have that sizes, so we can test it with the third-party brands, for example, in, in Germany. And then later, when we think it's working, we can make our own brands in German sizes. So that would be not a problem. Are you afraid of the platform that are copying your business? So yesterday, I think the Bold.com uh, CEO said uh, he, he never wants to be in a competitive situation uh, uh, with uh, the sellers on the platform, which is kind of the eBay uh, philosophy and perspective. At Amazon, the biggest fear of uh, manufacturers is that uh, Amazon is starting an own brand in their category. And Amazon, and there's, it depends what kind of sources you're trusting, is starting like a couple of brands every day uh, in yeah. every category. Is, I, I'm pretty sure there must be an Amazon brand even in this uh, category. Uh, wouldn't you, aren't you, aren't you like um, fearing this situation where, let's say, you make 20 million on Amazon.de and then sometimes Amazon is turning it around into an own brand and uh, and um, uh, and advertising its own brand before your brand. That's what they're doing on a global level for fashion, for example. Yeah. You're looking at, uh, I don't know, Hilfiger jeans and then there's an Amazon-owned brand saying, okay, that's the same jeans, uh, essentially, uh, uh, same quality, better price, but you can choose, which is, uh, which is yeah, like a psychological course. trick that happens. Have yeah. you thought about that? Yeah, of course, but I think the most important is that we're uh, mostly selling on our own platform mm. and it's only some extra turnover. So it's nice, but we're not depending on, on Amazon or Ball or something like that. So you said that you already are focusing on, on um, other markets, especially Belgium. Yeah. Um, could you elaborate a little bit more on that? How, how How's the size and the growth going in Belgium? The size is a lot smaller than Holland because um, yeah, there are less people, but also um, we're a Dutch company, so Dutch people like us more, I think. Um, the Germans are, sorry, the Belgian people are a little bit, yeah, uh, five years ago uh, in Holland, so the, 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 the internet buying is not so familiar as in Holland. So that's a problem for us. Uh, so advertising is a lot of, a lot more complex. Uh, television, we do a lot in Holland. And in Belgium, it's hard to do television. Is marketing. it performance-based uh, television deals? No. Or you just no. buy your time? Prices are, are extremely high. So in Holland, prices are high. But in Belgium, oh, yeah? their prices are extremely high. For TV ads. Yeah. Well, but yeah. even like if TV, is, uh, uh, the prices are high in Holland, it makes sense for your business? Uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes. I think it's an investment for long uh, long term, so it's not a short-term uh, investment. But uh, when you look at, at the long term, our, ne our, our brand, Dekba Discounter, has uh, become very famous in Holland. And um, um, we did awful lot of uh, TV campaigns, and I think uh, what is the brand that's awareness? one of the success. Uh, if, you, or if you would ask your, uh, your yeah, friends... Yeah, uh, I mean, the TV ads were all over. So yeah. I think uh, yeah. you Still. did a big deal with RTL. No, we're just buying from RTL and yeah. uh, Talpa and all the... Talpa. Yeah. So there, yeah. 
yeah. you watch TV in Holland. So if you if you ask, if you Willem ask your friends in your network about like the brand, most of them would uh, recognize uh, the brand. Yeah, so I have many friends who also uh, <laughs> don't watch TV, but I think if I would ask, um, say, uh, people in the village where my parents are from, uh, just like a rural uh, village here in the Netherlands, then most of the people would know the brand. Yeah, and I think that's also more the target audience. Uh, yeah. So I think, yeah, the brand recognition here is high. I'm just curious. I'm surprised that Belgium is so expensive in terms of marketing because yeah. I, I would expect since e-commerce is uh, less developed than in the Netherlands, there's a lot of inventory still available on the Googles, on the Facebooks, on the Instas. Yeah. Um, is, is, is that the key challenge in Belgium, marketing costs? Or yeah. are there other challenges as well for you? No, I think, I think the marketing costs. That's yeah. the most... Uh, and distribution, uh, bilingual, uh, so you're no. also selling French? No, not at the moment, okay. because um, we don't have the French website and, and that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, in, 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 in Belgium, it's perfect, because yeah, our uh, warehouse is in Breda, so it's... That's a border town for yeah. the Dutch listeners. It's next to uh, Belgium. Yeah. When you're looking to your, to your uh, sales funnel, do you expect every marketing channel to be profitable with the first purchase? So you, let's say you make a TV ad or some uh, Google ads in, in, in Belgium. Yeah. Uh, uh, would you invest uh, above a level where you don't uh, turn a profit on the first sale anymore? Or is your approach to be profitable with the first sale? Mm, we're now uh, trying to be profitable at the first sale, but that before that wasn't. No? no. Okay. No. In the first three, uh, four years, we were, uh, yeah, spending all our money on marketing, and now we're getting profitable. Do Do you think there's a limit on the lease business? So I never thought about leasing a pet. Or uh, um, actually, I'm not aware of the of the industry of luxury lease. What you say? Uh, tables, chairs, uh, yeah. pets, whatever. Is there like a limit in this? Uh, um, uh, for the industry, or if there are many more products in a household no, that you can I've, use, kitchen for example, which is an expensive. Uh, I think um, um, it's it's just started because uh, five years ago, when someone told you they had a private lease car, uh, you would say, "Are you crazy?" But now in Holland, it's quite normal. So uh, people are leasing their 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 car for like two or three hundred euros a month, a small car, and uh, people. Yeah. Bikes as well. There's a company called yeah. uh, Swapfeeds in yeah. the Netherlands. It's now started in Germany as well. So people are leasing bikes for, I think, 15 or 17 euros. 15 euros, euros a, month. a month. Yeah, I yeah. saw them uh, at a conference in Kiel at my rural hometown in uh, in Germany mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago. Uh, but they're very big. They are, have more like 100,000 bikes in Amsterdam or yeah. something like that. 100,000 bikes in Amsterdam? Uh, no, Holland, Holland, Holland I think. Okay. But yeah, they grow very and, fast. Yeah, and, and very fast. That also, I, I agree with you. I think five years ago, also such a company. Uh, yeah, would be uh, too early. Yeah, and, and students would buy like cheap bikes from a local shop. But now students who don't have the biggest pockets, they are uh, the, the key target audience. So you see that uh, the younger generations are more open for leasing constructions. Is that also? And that's my question. Is that also? Can you see that in your database? That or is it across all ages that people? No, young products? young people like the concept more, of course. But uh, for example, someone is twenty five buying their first house. They don't have a lot of money. Banks are giving less money than before. So uh, this is a very good opportunity to buy a new couch and a bed and a table with chairs for nothing. Banks are giving less money now in these uh, economic times in, than before. Yes, in Holland. Yes. Yeah, but okay, uh, because be our, we had a mortgage bubble here in the Netherlands, yeah. banks were lending more than hundred percent of the value of the house to uh, okay. uh, consumers. Okay, now it's six or something, and now it's one hundred. So they're they're getting a lot of less money. So yeah. the, the oh, that is changing now. Yeah. 
Ah, interesting. Uh, the yeah. rules are getting more strict because I think we are the country with the highest uh, mortgage <laughs> land if you yep. put in all the money of the population. Ah, ah. crazy, crazy. So, what, what would be your like growth vision? Vision. And I'm still, I'm. Uh, you need to be. Uh, you need to understand that coming from the German market, where everybody's struggling to turn like a profitable dollar in, in yeah. the home and living uh, business, and you're saying you just uh, started a couple of years ago, and then was growth, growth, and growth uh, out of your own cash flow, which is uh, which is almost unbelievable. So, uh, so what is the uh, what is the um, Growth vision then uh, for the business counter in the next year. Will you be able to grow another 50, 100% on a yearly base, which becomes yeah. more and more complex as we learned yesterday at bull.com, like growing 30% on a 2 billion base, uh, it's adding like uh, uh, 600 million in revenue uh, yeah, yeah. a year. So it's not so easy, uh, uh, especially from the logistics side. So what is your vision then on growth? I think in um, nah. This year we're uh, growing 100%, and I think uh, next year we will be able to grow another 100%. And from then on, I don't know. We have to see. Can, you, can you elaborate on the total revenue? Is it something you can describe? I think this year we go to 75 million or something like that. 75 million. Wow. Yeah. And, and next year, percent a year is. Yeah. But, 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 uh, but how, how how can you do that? Because uh, uh, get, adding like another seventy million or one hundred million, then maybe next uh, uh, next year will lead to a lot of added uh, warehouse space needed. Or is here? Or do you have like a make to order processes? Yeah. That, uh, or or lease products are made to order. So uh, mm -hmm. when a customer can uh, customize its own bed or a sofa, and then we're delivering it directly to the customer. So we don't have a warehouse for that. Okay, crazy. And uh, <coughs> uh, and, uh, and 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 um, are you looking to to raise money in the future to still f uh, fuel the growth? Because money is so cheap now on a on a global level. Are people wow. looking in, uh, for businesses with at the moment. Numbers? It's it's not a problem. So at the moment we're uh, financially strong. So uh, I think in the next two years it's not uh, not an issue. Uh, for the lease concept, we have to think further. So we have to look at other countries, uh, funding ways and. Uh, Etc. Etc. But for the Degba discounted brand, it's not necessary. And is it local banks that are uh, doing the lease financing for you? So no. you're selling in the, <laughs> the moment you're, you're the moment you're selling a, a lease contract, you're selling essentially the kind of contract to a bank, right? So they are mm -hmm. like because they are financing it, they are owning uh, the customer yeah. uh, financial relation. Uh, um, they what, what kind of, of banks are doing that? Uh, that's a, a bigger Dutch bank, and it's a, a specialist on this kind of construction. So it's not a normal bank, um, and they're doing this for like I think 15 years already. But the concept is not very familiar for a lot of people. But in Holland, it was uh, known for, for example, uh, washing machines, uh, bikes, and that kind of stuff. And now it's getting yeah. You're also leasing washing machines in Holland. Yeah. That's great, great, crazy, yeah. crazy. So, but uh, even if it sounds uh, strange, uh, what are like the limitations of growth today? So, uh, uh, why can't you grow like two hundred percent, so to say? Even if it sounds ridic ridiculous, uh, yeah. because other countries yeah. are not able to grow like ten percent. I think uh, the the most uh, important uh, reason is that we cannot uh, expand that fast in, for example, transportation of the, of the goods, uh, producing all the goods. Uh, and getting it right, we're uh, very hard pushing on the best service. So when we, want to, when we want to give the customer the best service, you cannot grow 200% because then all the company fall apart. And on the on the delivery logistics side, you're relying on the uh, standard network providers like uh, Dutch Post or whatever it is here? For the Dekbo discounter, Duvet Covers, for example, there were uh, PostNL. 
Mm. So there's the Dutch brand. And uh, for our um, uh, bigger products, so the hardware, we have a specialized team of, uh, of people and specialized company where we bring the product at home and, and then fix it in, in the room and uh, getting all the stuff back. Could it make sense in the future to own such a company or to own this kind of uh, uh, service? Because uh, though you can maintain an even higher level of service. Yeah, so um, for example. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> for now, it's, it's, it's fine like this, but maybe in the future it will. But it's not uh, something we're thinking about right now. When you mentioned your challenges, um, you said uh, logistics, uh, production, <coughs> you didn't mention talent. Um, we usually hear that there's like a war on talent, finding yeah. uh, qualified people. Um, how's that for you? Is that uh, an issue or are you increasing your efficiency? Uh, which, yeah, uh, I, think, I think it's hard to get talent, of course, but I think um, um, we have one um, very nice thing. For example, we're advertising a lot on television. I think a lot of people are finding it nice. So uh, young people like to work at our place and that's our uh, advantage uh, to other companies. And what is your corporate culture? Um, uh, we're a family, so uh, very open. Uh, yeah, not, uh, not not so much boundaries between uh, layers in the company or something like that. No. Uh, here in the headquarters, you said that's like 50 people uh, yeah. r right now. And if you have to split them uh, through teams, how many people are working in IT? How many people in marketing? How many in uh, purchasing? I think department? in uh, marketing, five, six. In IT, I think six, seven. Uh, customer service, I think like 20. Uh, finance, three. Uh, that kind of stuff. It's not very big teams or something like that. No, not at all. Because when we are uh, when we are looking at uh, look at West Wing or Home Twenty Four, and they are not so much bigger, so they are on a two hundred million uh, run rate, but they've worked like for ten years now, and they're not growing that fast. So you will overtake them uh, uh, in a couple of years, uh, maybe probably like next year already. Their teams are usually uh, um, uh, much much bigger, especially when it comes to marketing and IT. So marketing is changing right now, uh, though. Ten years ago, you needed a lot of marketing power um, in the performance marketing channels, um, SEA, SEO, and all the others. Now you can spend a hundred million with like five people, uh, but you need on the uh, on the tracking and uh, data uh, uh, marketing data side a lot more people because it's so hard yeah. to connect all the dots uh, on the um, on the customer journey. Uh, but on the IT side, we usually see um, splits that are ranging. Uh, uh, <coughs> um, uh, um, One FTE IT uh, for one to f uh, one to uh, five million euros. So that is growing much faster usually at the most companies. Yeah. That are, most companies would have been to at in your stage at um, 25, 30 people now, growing to like 50, 60 people uh, uh, next year. So how can you manage IT so efficiently? So uh, and, and you're saying you want to grow 100% next year. I think uh, the the leasing business is uh, one of the. Um, uh, simple IT business for example so the web shop is a lot of more more complex so you have mm. the, the warehouse you have uh, yeah. marketing etc etc <coughs> for the leasing it's a lot less uh, how do you say it um, it's, it's a lot more a lot easier so it's, it's less uh, labor intensive yeah yeah it's, it's a simple web shop uh, where you can uh, put an order and then uh, we send it to the factory so There's nothing more to do than that. And the, the factory will send the goods to our warehouse and the warehouse will send it to the customer. So, so don't you have then the same problem as most other <coughs> online companies or companies that want to become digital right now um, are having uh, saying that the 
the wish list of things you'd like to uh, do online, new features, new um, new interfaces, and new yeah. a new B two B app, whatever. <coughs> that's not your problem at, at all right now for growth. No, of course it's that's a problem because uh, many wishes are uh, not getting done. So the the team is not growing fast enough, and uh, I think the IT team is the only team in the company that didn't grow as fast as all the other teams, mm. and that's because it's hard to get good guys. Yeah. So um, that's our only challenge uh, for now with uh, with people. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm still a little bit overwhelmed about the uh, um, the, the the information. You usually, I have like a, a list of uh, uh, 20 questions ahead uh, <laughs> of me in those podcasts, but now I'm still processing all the information. Uh, And we uh, need your, a second show. Yeah, uh, we need at least uh, with you, Niels, in a couple a, of months to uh, see uh, where uh, you stand. Uh, any, any, uh, at least we need a uh, we need a uh, we need a sec uh, second show. Uh, um, so uh, so when I look at my uh, at my uh, um, uh, cheat sheet, uh, 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 you've blanked everything from team setup about uh, domain issues because yep. uh, of the narrow uh, of the narrow domain name. How your customers. Uh, how you look at your customers like um, profitable on the first purchase which is super rare um, this time the leasing concept is uh, something I, I probably will need to process two or three days uh, uh, what kind of people uh, want to want to sleep in a least uh, in, a, in a least bed uh, and the big open question still for me is like uh, the international pass which you are now trying out with the platform um, site uh, and um Uh, and I will uh, try to get feedback from Boris Thoma, the Lattenrost uh, 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 inventors family, uh, how you can uh, internationalize on uh, on this one. But yeah. super, super interesting. Super interesting. Okay. Thanks a lot for your time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show, news. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the episode and you will buy your next two-way cover at uh, Deckbed Discounter. Um, if you liked uh, the episode a lot, please give us a review on SoundCloud, iTunes or Spotify. Um, and recommend it to your friends. Some of our next guests uh, will be um, Rüb Vermeulen from uh, Bull.com, the CEO, um, the senior management from Wackerchemie, one of the biggest chemical companies in Germany, and some other very interesting guests. So please stay tuned and uh, listen to Wormlegs. Mm -hmm.